Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Time now to take a look at headlines coming out of China. We'll talk about Chinese President Xi Jinping hosting a two-day summit with leaders of five Central Asian nations. This is set to happen next week, May the 18th to May the 19th. And China announcing its first known chat GPT arrested over alleged fake train crash news. That's interesting. Let's get some uh, analysis of these headlines from Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, and I'm from nonetheless Beijing. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we could discuss some of these matters. Yeah, you're in uh, the heart of where a lot of these headlines are from. What are you doing in Beijing uh, this week? Well, I'm attending a conference, and there's several hundreds of us Chinese, uh, overseas Chinese from around the world. Oh. Uh, we are invited here. Yeah. It'll be quite interesting to see the mood there. But uh, let's first talk about something that's set to happen next week a two day summit with leaders of five Central Asian nations, May 18, May 19. What do we know so far about this summit? It seems that uh, this is kind of like the first of its kind in terms of establishing these formal relations. Well, I think it's indeed a high time for China to pay renewed attention to this part of its uh, neighborhood. Well, you may remember China rolled out its uh, Belt and Road Initiative. The Belt part of the Belt and Road is indeed about uh, Central Asia. But I think the the road part of the Belt and Road Initiative has, uh, of course, taken on a very vibrant life uh, with trade and investment in Mm. Southeast Asia and beyond. But, well, the Belt part of uh, Mm. the Belt and Road you will need some, shall we say, reinvigoration. Mm-hmm. So it's timely to hold such a summit here. Mm. Uh, who are the five Asian nations that are expected to attend? I, I suppose at the end of the day, what I'm trying to draw conclusion is, you know, the countries that China's trying to, uh, how should I say, increase its influence on? Yeah, these are mainly the Tans countries, uh, the former Soviet uh, republics, namely Kazakhstan and uh, Uzbekistan and so forth. And, well, if China is uh, in this series about uh, its so-called modern silk belt uh, trying to uh, go through this part of the of Central Asia, it should, uh, well, announce some of its uh, major initiatives, you know, such as those uh, infrastructural projects uh, they have been making their rounds in mm. Southeast Asia. Mm. Yeah, I think we could expect some of this uh, new announcement. And do you see, or rather, how far do you see that going in terms of increasing um, China's influence? Well, China already has uh, quite substantive uh, influence in those parts of Central Asia, especially in using the uh, railroad networks and so on. So uh, to me, I think perhaps some of these upcoming projects uh, will be related to upgrading some of the railroad uh, as well. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, Dr. O, uh, President Xi has called on top officials to step up efforts to maintain an appropriate birth rate and population level. Um, I mean, we know recent data has suggested that India has overtaken China in population. It looks like uh, there's an intensifying uh, demographic headwind for the world's second largest economy. Is this a sign of panic? Well, 
having the world's largest population, it's not exactly an honor yeah. by itself. Yeah. But of course, uh, having a declining birth rate and perhaps uh, your population is getting older and so on, those will be signs for uh, demographic uh, concerns, right? Yeah. Because you would like to, to have a large working age uh, population so that the young, well, could uh, indeed make money to uh, take care of the old and not the other way around. So I think, yeah, China in recent years, as you know, they uh, they have not only relaxed, but uh, essentially reversed their population policy. No mm. more this one-child policy. Mm. In fact, now it's uh, the more the merrier. Yeah. So I think uh, it's part of that uh, concerns that is going on. Yeah, yeah. I remember the one-child policy, something that I learned about in school back in the 80s. I, I want to say, how has this backfired? But I suppose as far as population control and how it's gone wrong... It, Perhaps the measures were not introduced in line with the population change as much. Perhaps their priorities divided. I mean, trying to grow the economy, which they've done, you know, quite significantly uh, over the past few decades. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Dr. O? Well, it's a very tricky thing to do, right? I mean, uh, when you are not uh, growing enough, I mean, when the economy is not growing enough, of course, you want to control a population, right? Okay. But sometimes when your economy overtakes your concern for population, then as people get richer, they might not want to have uh, as many kids as before. And therefore, you would end up with a population such as some other advanced economies in Japan and so on with uh, declining the population. Yeah. yeah. As some of my uncles and aunties would say, the fastest way to get poor is to have kids. <laughs> 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 jokes aside, yeah. though, Dr. Obeijing is uh, trying to reduce its reliance on the dollar over the last decade or so. All this in the wake of sanctions on Russia. China has pushed to conduct more trade using the yuan. How is Beijing using? its currency to insulate against uh, future sanctions? Well, it might want to do that, namely have uh, less uh, reliance on dollars. But frankly speaking, it's rather difficult for Beijing to do so as it holds, I think, one of the largest, if not the largest amount of U.S. government debt, uh, namely, the, well, the United States is actually owing money to uh, China and it's denominated uh, in U.S. dollars. So I think if China would like to collect this uh, debt, then of course it would have to get paid in U.S. dollars, right? right. So, but I think uh, looking at how Russia is being sanctioned, is being isolated by, in particular, the U.S., but more broadly by the West, I think China would nowadays like to uh, have uh, its uh, bilateral trade uh, denominated in renminbi instead of U.S. dollars as much as possible. Mm. Uh, and finally, Dr. Oh, oh this is an interesting story. Uh, China announcing the first known chat GPT arrested over alleged fake train crash news. What do we know so far? And I'm just thinking, surely China's going to make some kind of changes to any laws that oversee artificial intelligence. Well, number one, I think this is about somebody using ChatGPT <laughs> to sort of compose oh, some, yeah. well, fake news yeah. about train crash, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that that gentleman or lady is uh, getting arrested. Mm. Number two, of course, ChatGPT being a very important tool for, uh, well, for various uses for uh, advertising, for propaganda and so on. I think it matters sooner or later 
when China will have some uh, regulations about uh, the use of ChatGPT, I think it, it might at some point encourage a local version of it. Mm. Just like nowadays, uh, you know, if you're in China, you could not use a number of American apps and so yeah. on, yeah. and you have to use their Chinese equivalent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Doctor, point of speculation, I'll admit. Is it possible that we could see another tech crackdown in light of this or if things get out of hand where AI is concerned? Possibly, possibly. Okay, okay. I mean, the, 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 uh, those tech crackdowns previously, I think they were mainly concerned with uh, China not feeling comfortable yeah. with some of these tech tycoons uh, gaining yes, too yes, much to uh, prominence. Yes, so, yes. yeah. So if ChatGPT is becoming like uh, extremely popular and if this sort of so-called fake news or news that are mm-hmm. not favorable to the Chinese government comes out, I think, yeah, you will see another round of crackdown. Yeah, again, we are speculating on that possibility, but definitely something worth watching out for. been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, I do appreciate your time. Take care and stay safe in Beijing, yeah? Well, thank you very much indeed. See you soon. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.